The following audio is intended for mature audiences and contains adult content, graphic language, graphic violence, and strong sexual content. Viewer discretion is advised. Today's episode is supported by Realms of Peril and Glory, an all-new actual play podcast. Each season of Realms of Peril and Glory is a new story told collaboratively at the table. Season 1's story, Veil, is an epic mystery thriller set in New Harbor, a city of magic, monsters, and machines. This hilarious and heartfelt season kicks off with three episodes out now and a new episode every Wednesday after that. The show is beautifully sound designed to reflect the players' voices and features a custom score that brings you straight into the action. I got the chance to listen to an episode of RPG and felt that after just 30 minutes, it was one of the most compelling and gripping storylines I have heard in a long time. You can find and listen to Realms of Peril and Glory anywhere that you listen to podcasts and our sincerest thanks to RPG for their support. Welcome back to Fedori, everyone. My name is Tony, otherwise known as Slade. I am here with our good friend Norbit. Yep. So, uh, kind of a little bit of a recap. Just a little bit, not much of one, because it was all combat, just like it's going to be in this one. But essentially what had happened was, was that our good friend Norbit here went to what was classified as level two of the VA system of our new friend, the wizard. And Norbit did so well that our wizard friend decided to give him a reward by teaching him some newfound tricks. Come to find out those tricks had a somewhat of a price to pay. He had to make a deal with mother and father, but the deal wasn't so bad in the sense of that he had to give up his soul or anything. It was more the lines of that they simply asked for Norbit to protect mouse which quite frankly at least in my opinion as a dm norbit and mouse are relatively close good friends by now i would assume i prefer the word acquaintances hey with with the way he uh speaks about norbit and his pigeon that is fair no i'm playing but that is where we are now so norbit yep you are currently still in the tower uh, it is the next morning. You were told by the wizard that by the time that you finished the last level, that the ship would arrive on the island and have the portal fixed that led to the mainland. And currently, right now, you are up at the very top of the tower where the contraption for the VA system is all at. The wizard is in there with you. He's prepping everything up. Is there anything you would like to do before you go into that level? Uh, yes. Feed my puppas. Okay. Make me a animal handling check, please, sir. Yep. Give me... And you get it with advantage because of your last session. Yep. Give me a moment. It is a plus four. I got a 21 on that first one. Let's see if I can get a crit. Uh, yes, sir. He he eats the food. He is quite grateful for it. And uh, he is 
as per usual, taken a rather strange liking to you, even though you did mistreat him for the first half of the series. I'm trying to uh, make that up for him. I will also like to hmm, give my puppers a item to play with or to chew on any of the sorts, if uh, I have that. Okay. Only thing that you really have that he wouldn't necessarily, like, really choke on at the moment is your golden foon. Yeah, he can chew on that. Alright. So, he takes it, he starts playing with it, and he's running around and having a good time. Yep, and I would also like to, um, essentially examine myself after uh, what happened last time. Okay. So what would you like to examine per se? Like Just more or less, it's like an action that Norbit's going to take while the wizard gets himself sorted out. More or less, it's more of a, uh, I guess, a role-playing thing to do there. He's more or less just like looking over and thinking over like what happened. Okay. Um, Trying to figure out what he's going to say to Mouse. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, let's see. How would I go about that? Mm. Hmm. Roll me a religion check. Ooh. Yeah, I feel like that's that's fair. Twenty-three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's it's very it's more simplistic than you think. Uh so father does hear your your prayer. Yep. quote unquote and uh he basically tells you that it's it's really not as difficult as you make it out to be it's the fact of that it's going to take him a while to get used to you being able to do that but if you just tell him saying that we did give you permission and that you kind of demonstrate your newfound powers through us then it's something that it's not that he would want to accept but has to accept got you all right uh actually you know what i've just had an idea what might be a good thing to do right about now i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to pigeon okay right because if i remember correctly when all this went down me and pigeon because technically Pigeon is half of me, right? Yes. We we technically went into a full being again. Yes. So when I like basically have a better understanding of Pigeon now. Technically, yes. Yeah. So I, I would like to talk to Pigeon and just uh, ask him if he knows what went down and just like confirm that with him. Okay. So. It's actually quite impressive that you did come up with that because, funny enough, he is the intelligent side of you. He's the one that has all of those answers. So, he looks to you and says, well, uh, I think it has to do with what we experienced during the castle with Mouse and Rhaegar. Because, from my understanding, 
the master said, or Zelanthia said, that all of the gods except for them and father and mother and, of course, the, the goddess who did save us, all of the rest of them are dead. So, like, the gods like Pelor, the goddess uh, Melora, like, they're all gone, according to Zelanthia. They killed them all. And they took their hearts and became gods. I'm actually going to roll a history check for your pigeon. Yep. Nat 20. Okay. Fair so, enough. Pigeon kind of, he, he does that thing where, like, some AIs do, where their eyes will shift and look like that it's all, like, digitalized, basically. Yeah. And kind of start scanning for things. And you can see in his eyes, you can see like a bunch of arcane runes that are familiar to you, in a sense. Mm -hmm. And then his eyes go back again. He looks at you and says, yeah, so from my understanding that in order to become a god, you have to kill a god, take their heart, and combine it with your own heart mm -hmm. through a series of advanced magic. And the more hearts that you collect, the more powerful and more territory you gain as a god. So if they've killed all of the gods except for the ones that we know about, then they're essentially, the honestly, the most powerful beings in existence. They could quite literally go into any plane of existence and destroy it with a snap of the finger. So it's quite odd that they haven't already done that. It's really strange to me. It's almost like that there might be something else that's preventing them from doing it, and I don't know if it has to do with father or mother, or if it's somebody else that's playing these games, mm. but it's weird that as powerful as Zelanthia and his friends are, that they haven't already destroyed this plane of existence and the others that they are able to travel to. Because we know that your brother is able to travel back and forth between Eberron. Norbert would like to throw out a theory. Okay. Maybe it's because, like you said, they've got to merge that, the god's heart with theirs. Maybe they don't have full control over the power because the other side of their heart, kind of like how me and Pigeon work, the other half to them won't allow it. That's a very good possibility. That's how Norbit's looking at this right now. He's he's looking at he's listening to Pigeon and he's like he, he he's hearing this in very basic terms, mind you. Like you said, Pigeon's the intelligent side, he's the more basic side and the more greed type looking at it. But yeah. he's listening to this and he's hearing the basics and he's like two halves of the same coin type deal. And he's like, well, one side's obviously wanting one thing, the other's wanting another, kind of like how Norbit always wants to ride Pigeon, but Pigeon doesn't want to. One side is obviously going to have more control than the other. And that's what it, That's how Norbit's looking at this. Very well could be that. He is taking this on board. We really won't know, I guess, until we get to that point. But a lot of things have been a lot of questions have been going through my mind since those events have transpired too cuz 
the master said that he was unable to find father and mother. So either they found a way to protect themselves in such a way that only they know how to access their own plane of existence, which if that's the case, then quite frankly, if they end up getting the power to destroy this plane, the only way we're going to survive is by going to wherever it is that father and mother are at. Yeah. Or it goes back to me saying that there's somebody else at play. There's something more powerful than the gods that are creating their own chessboard mm-hmm. and playing the pieces in a certain way. Yes. But mm-hmm. again, we won't know any of this yeah. until we get to that point. It's just all all guess speculation. Yeah. Norbit's also going to look at Pigeon a little bit dumbfounded at this, but also kind of understanding it. Because like like we've already said, he's the less intelligent side of him. Yeah. Still, to fuck some form with a split personality coming through a bit, he's got some understanding. But he's also then going to disregard most of it after throwing out what he said and just be like, try and amends with Pigeon. To a degree. Okay. I feel like now is the best chance for Norbert to try and work with himself, essentially. So he's going to say, well, since every, since everything that's happened and what could happen from what you've told me, there's a good chance we might have to work together as a team and put everything behind us. What do you say? Roll me a persuasion check. Fucking knew something like that was coming. <laughs> this is where I'm going to get the shit roll. Oh, I'm not going to question it. I got another 23. 23? Again. Yeah, one after another. So, Pigeon thinks about it for a minute. He contemplates it. And he says, I don't have a problem working with you. But something that we've got to come to an agreement on is that I'm not just an object. I'm quite literally a part of you. I am half of you. You yourself made the sacrifice to become who the both of us are because of what happened between us and our brother. Yep. So if we are going to work together, we need to start treating each other more as equals and not as master and object. If we can do that, then I have no problem helping you and doing everything that we need to do in order to get what we need done. Because, quite frankly, our brother <laughs> scares the living shit out of me. And I, quite frankly, would like to see that his reign of terror end. So... Him seeing that's going to flick that like little switch in orbit where the more intelligent side of him is going to come out. And he's going to fully agree with Pigeon. Fully, 100%. And he's going to say, if it comes to it, there might be a possibility where we're going to have to do more than work together and maybe come one again. Is he prepared to... Is Pigeon prepared to do that? Uh... He he does think about it for a minute. He says, 
if it comes down to it and we have to make that choice where the two of us become one again and become whole, then we'll know. But for now, I think our best bet is to stay as we are, come to the agreement that we need to become more of an equal than master and object and find a way to go in and end our brother and also end these other proclaimed gods at some point. Because if we don't, there's not going to be an us. There's not going to be anything left. They, they quite literally want to destroy everything and turn all of us into monstrosities. I mean, you saw what happened at the Capitol. They they quite literally summoned demons, monsters, everything you could think of, and wiped out everybody. They're all gone. Thousands upon thousands of people slaughtered in a matter of hours. And he wants to do that to the entirety of our plane, and probably others. Norbert's going to look to Pigeon, fully agree, and say from this point forward, you are no longer my means of mobility. Uh, you are now on the same footing as me and can make whatever decisions you choose to. But first, but first of all, we need to get off this island and we need to finish some stuff up. And we can sort the fine details out at a later point. I feel like now that we've had our little agreement and talk, and this is where the switch is going to go back to normal. Norbert's going to turn around and go, we need, we need to finish this and get shiny. <laughs> uh, Pigeon chuckles. He says, I agree. I agree. At that moment, the wizard turns around and says, so the system is ready for you to enter into, uh, and the ship should arrive at some point today. Norbert's going to look at him and go, great. Hook me up, chief. So you get back on the table, Pigeon goes onto his table, he straps you down, puts the thing over your heads, and says, good luck! And he flips the switch, and you guys doze off. And now, my good friend... Yep. I do have a curiosity... Yes. ...about Pigeon, though. Because, like, like we've said, he is technically part of Norbit. I wonder, does he share the same form of greed Norbit has? with shiny he hasn't shown that side of him yet but i don't know if he'll have that so it's think of it more like that it, it's basically exactly what you said earlier there's always two sides of every coin yeah. there's always the head and the tails so the head is never going to be exactly like the tail side and the tail side is never going to be exactly like the head side yeah it's for it's so there are going to be aspects that you're going to recognize that are similar to yours, but not everything that you like and understand and agree with that other side of the coins, not always going to agree and like the same thing. Oh yeah. That's why I was asking. Uh, that's why I was getting it. I was like, I've never heard like pigeon actively talk about shiny. And that's like a no. big trait of, uh, Norbert, which is why I was curious because I've never thought about bringing that up with him. 
Yeah, so it's more the lines of like you you as Norbit have your per- multiple personality disorder. Yeah, where Pigeon that doesn't you, have love. you switch between multiple personalities, but then again, so does Pigeon. Yeah. He's just but his frequent. personalities are different than yours, oh, yeah. even though he is the, is the same as you. Yeah, he has a, uh, what seems to be like fucking doom and gloom, and then he has like happy-go-lucky. Fucking. There you go. And then Norbit has like, oh my god, I've just realized, they're like the fucking, it, between Pigeon and Norbit, it's like the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Just in them Quite two. Literally, I yes. just realized that, and I'm the one playing that character. If someone's listening to this and they've already clicked on that then props to you but yeah norbit ended up becoming the one of the most complex characters in this story <laughs> and it all happened by accident because one idiot got free reign of more than he should have. there you go <laughs> Uh, for any future D okay. masters out there uh don't give your characters this much control if they're as stupid as me, because shit will happen. Uh, Have fun. Okay. All right, let's continue. So, you load up into the last level of the game. Yes. The moment you load up, you find yourself in a treasure room. There's gold layabout everywhere. Right. Everywhere. Gold is all over the floor. In the center of the room, you see an arcane circle. In the center of that arcane circle is exactly what you saw the day before. Yeah. It is known as the cybernetic zombified beholder. However, it doesn't look like necessarily the picture that you saw. It's almost as if the wizard kind of like overestimated on the exact look of what it would be like. Here he looks like the rest of the monsters you've been fighting. He is like a chibi version. He is very cartoon-like, but he does have zombie and mechanical parts onto his body. But it is indeed a large beholder. The beholder notices you, Yep. gives a wry smile, and charges to attack. Do I roll initiative. Yeah, I was going to say, do I not get my initiative? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you get it. I was worried for a second. Oh, that's terrible. I got a six. Okay. Oh, I know I'm going second. Uh, I know that much. <laughs> uh, we're about to find out. Uh, let's see. What is my dex? Plus two. So 1d20 plus two. Oh, it could be. Uh, I got one point higher than you. Yeah, I was going to say, I only had a plus three on initiative. When you said plus two, I was like, oh, actually, you know, I might get away with I this. I got a... S- I rolled with the plus two. I got a total of seven, but like I got one higher than you. Yep. One. Um, I, that was, okay. This is where the bad rolls are coming in. I knew it was going to happen. Norbit gets the yeah, great exactly. ones. Boom gets the shit ones. This is how this day is going to work out. Great. I'm not going to have fun. Well, there. <laughs> here's another problem too, is that there are layer actions oh, with this guy. Right. Layer mean? actions happen on initiative 20. Had you beaten a uh, a initiative twenty, then they would have gone in between the two of you. But none of us beat it, so layer actions will always happen at the top of the order. Great. So 
All right. I'm going to read to you exactly what any of the three choices are because you are not familiar with beholders. So I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. And because of the fact that there is so much information on beholders and what they can do, I am going to be nice this one episode and uh, basically give you all the information you're going to need in order to face this thing. Because let's be honest here. This is going to be a really, really difficult fight. I, I love a challenge. So, with its layer actions, it can choose one of the three things on this list that I'm about to read to you. Yep. It can either, one, within a 50-foot square area of ground, within 120 feet of the beholder, it instantly becomes slimy. The area is now considered difficult terrain until the next round. Ooh. The walls within 120 feet of the beholder sprout grasping appendages until the next round. And after that round, each creature that is within five feet of those appendages must make a dexterity saving throw. If you fail, you will become grappled. And to escape, you have to roll a strength or dexterity check on your turn to see if you can get out of being grappled. Great. So basically stay away from the walls if that that one happens. Does that include the podiums that are around? Technically, yes. Right. That's that's, I thought that's something I should clear up straight away. Yeah. Yeah, so the the actual back wall all the way around and the podiums that are still standing, not the broken ones, but the ones that are still standing, they will grow like tentacles out. And if you get within five feet of one, they can, grab. they can grapple you and try to hold you down. Great. The last one is it can open its eye uh, upon a solid surface. So kind of like get a secondary eye. Yep. And it will shoot one of its random eye beams at you, but it will shoot it at you with disadvantage if it requires a roll for me to try to attack you with. Got ya. However, if it is a beam that you have to roll for, you get advantage on that roll. Alright. Nice. So say like I require you to get a dexterity saving throw, for example. On it. You get advantage on that one layer action. That's okay. Sounds fairly so fairly even. I'm going to roll a 1d4. Yep. If it is a one, it will be the 50-foot slimy area. If it's a two, it will be the walls will have the appendages. Yep. If it is the three or four, it will be the last one. Got ya. It is a three, so it is going to open its eye. I can only choose 60 feet. Yep. So that is the good news. So I have to find 60 feet from where the beholder's at so 60 feet damn that's some distance yeah it's small as arena <laughs> okay yeah it's pretty small there are some homebrew stuff on this character that will make this fight a lot easier but that's stuff that you'll have to figure out right, i'm just trying to figure okay out my so that head. first pillar right there where my green line is at yep okay I'm going to summon an eye right there, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to shoot you with one of the beams. 
And let's see, I'm going to roll a D10, and the D10 will determine which beam will be shot at you. Got ya. And I have to do this on all of my attacks, and this is one of the homebrew things. Normally, I would be able to choose, yeah. but because you are the only one fighting this thing, I have homebrewed it to where that I have to roll to see which one will happen. Hopefully, it's the healing one. <laughs> and you got the worst fucking one on the list. That does not surprise me. That is uh, my RNG. Okay, so yep. you need to make a dexterity saving throw with advantage because of the layer actions ability. Got ya. Hey, I mean, I'll take my 21 on that. You'll take a 21? Yep. You pass and nothing happens. Great. Yep. Okay. That's a, that's a good news. So is there okay. any chance for me to... Wait, does the eye despawn essentially every round? Yes, it will despawn as soon as it does its thing it will despawn and it's no longer there got you good to know just good information to know overall right but on each of the first turn orders the layer action will happen first yeah then go in regular turn order so it'll be layer action the beholder and then, then you they... and then back up to the top again got you yeah the reason i was asking if it despawns is because if it doesn't i was going to attempt to destroy it bloody blah, blah whatever else not relevant now good to know information <laughs> right all right so yep we go to the beholder mm -hmm. the beholder is going to move five feet because that is its speed great so it's slow as shit good to know it is slow as fuck a turd roll five in the feet. wind <laughs> it is going to use a random beam at you yep number six nice okay so you need to make a Strength saving throw. Ooh, that's a good one for me. This is where I'm going to roll a one. Uh, 16. Do I get advantage with that or no? Not not with this got one. You. This is a regular just, roll. Just Only on the layer yeah, action. I got a 16 advantage. then. You just passed though. Great. Uh, and nothing happens. Even better. And that is its turn. It's now up to you. Right. Uh, first of all, the first thing I'm going to do is measure this. That's 20 feet. All right. I'm going to come behind this podium here. Okay. I am going to... Uh, let's have a look-see here. Right. So, here's what I'm going to do. is I am going to attempt to attack from here. Uh, do I have that type of range? Uh, you are... Within range, yeah. yes. So, yeah, you, well, no, it's thirty feet, ain't it? Uh, because of the shotgun. Don't remember. Let me try and find the shotgun. Yeah, don't actually remember if it had a range thing to it. That's why you're asking. Yes, you can get up to thirty feet. Thirty feet is the maximum, but if you activate the thirty feet one, you get disadvantage on your attack. It has to be within fifteen feet in order for you not to get disadvantage. Right. So obviously I'll just have to attack with all with disadvantage. Um so yeah, I'll I'll do that. That's... Okay, so roll to see if you hit it with disadvantage. I definitely didn't. I rolled two elevens. Mm -mm. Uh no sir, you did not hit. Alright, uh let's do it again. I've got three of those fuckers. Sixteen. Sixteen to hit? Mm -hmm. Okay. You just hit. Go yes, and I need to roll my damage, which is a 3d6. Nice. Seven. 
Seven. Okay. Yeah. Um, Any, uh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, now, if I'm not wrong, I need to reload. But before I reload, I still have uh, my reaction. I can. You do. have a bonus action, a free action. Yeah, I will uh, do my reaction to summon a demon direwolf or whatever the fuck it was. So you're going to in- instead of doing it on the enemy's turn, you're going to do it on your turn. Uh, yes. Okay. All right. So we are going to summon one. Would that? Uh, how f- you can summon it up to thirty feet. So how- where exactly do you want to summon it? Uh, so thirty feet from me, correct? Thirty feet is the 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 distance you can summon it. I yes. would like to summon it right here on this uh ping. Yep. All right. That's your first one for your turn, and. uh you uh, will not be able to hold a reaction yep. now. I'm aware. Okay. All right. So I now now need to add it into the turn order. Yep. I would also like to know if cover, taking cover is a thing. Technically, yes. I will get, if I have to make a roll to try to hit you with an, a damaging ray of some kind, yep. then I will get disadvantage unless I move to get around the cover. Right. Oh, Tony, by the way, I just uh, read some on the character sheet. Yes, sir. Uh, attacking at long range doesn't impose disadvantage on your ranged weapon attack rolls. Do you have that? Yeah, it's right underneath sharpshooter. I was reading through because I was looking at my options. So I'm trying to play this a bit smarter because obviously this is a hard You creature. do have indeed that. So, okay, so I know that for next time. Yeah. You will not get disadvantage on your attack rolls for your uh, your shotgun. Anymore. Yeah, I didn't realize that I either. Did, I forgot you had that. I didn't even know I had it, so I was just like, yep, all right. <laughs> um, gotcha. I was just right, looking well, I'm through. glad I know that. Yeah, I was just looking through to see what my options were because obviously this is going to be a tanky creature. I'm going to have to fucking play this smart, so I'm looking for everything. Um, right. So, I mean, that's uh, that's good to know. Let's see. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, how, what was it with the uh, taking cover? So, if I move to where that I can get around the cover and yep. kind of see you better, then I can avoid that. But if I don't move in this position to be able to do that, I will get disadvantage on any rolls that require me to roll to see if I hit you. Yep. Which there's not many, but if I do happen to get one of those, then I get disadvantage on the attack roll. Correct. If it's one of the ones that you, you have to make a roll for, then you won't, it'll just be a regular roll to see if you can get out of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to take cover behind this podium. Uh, I can't do the exact thing because of the way the pitch is stood up, but uh, imagine like I've just, I'm out the, around the exact back of it. So, sure. And I will reload. All right. We're back up at the top of the order. We're at the layer action. After the layer action, it will be the fire wolf's turn. Yep. One, one is the first ability. Two is the second ability. Three and four is the last ability. Got it. It is the one. So everything within 50 feet from the spot of where the beholder is at now becomes difficult terrain, and it is slimy. Great. So... Anything from... Basically everything in this entire area is slimed. Yeah, anything <laughs> within... Yeah, you're in it, your dog's yeah, in it. everything around this. This is a... This Literally entire everything becomes difficult terrain, yes. Yeah. Alright, that's okay. completely fine. 
So basically the way that difficult terrain works is that your speed is reduced. Yep. So you will be slower. Got ya. Um now you can use your free actions to roll to see if you can uh kind of maneuver better in difficult terrain. Yep. Um let me see what the roll is. Uh I gonna need a sheet for the firewolf. I've got it pulled up here, so uh, I will get that to you momentarily. Great. No, I was wrong. You do not get to roll for it. You just move at half speed. That's fine. Okay. Yep. Um, and then your firewolf. So technically speaking, slime's flammable, if I remember correctly. For Is it the same type of slime? Yes. So wouldn't the firewolf just be able to walk for it normally because it'd just burn away from it? Technically, yes. Um... Great. Got to <laughs> there it is. Yep, I got it right here. Uh, that that works for me. Uh, you on the other hand do not have that option. Oh yeah, I'm not planning on getting close to this fucking thing. All right, so I just sent you the stats for the firewolf. Yep, I have got that. And up. that is uh what you will go by whenever you want to go onto its turn, which actually is right now. Yep. All right. So. Uh, you tell me what you want to do with your Firewolf, and we will go from there. But because of the fact that it's literally made out of fire, mm -hmm. it will not be affected by the difficult terrain. All right, so first on the agenda, I want to move the wolf to... How far? That's 20, 20 foot? Yeah, 20 foot. Uh, so I want to move the Direwolf right there. Okay, I'm going to give you control over it. Yeah, all right. That makes this easier then, so I can just... Yeah. There you go. Uh, great, so I'm going to move the Direwolf to here. Okay. And I'm going to use its uh, Fire Breath. Okay. All right. So let me pull that up. The wolf exhales a jet of fire in a 15-foot cone. Every I have to make a dexterity saving throw. That's what I was trying to figure yep. out, if it was a dex or if it was a different type of roll. Okay. I do pass with a 15. Yep. I have a zero to my modifier, too, so I rolled a, a natural 15. So I still have to roll a 48. Uh, let's see. We're taking 18 fire damage, 48. Yes, failed... you still roll 4d8, yep. and I will take half of what you roll. Oh, yeah. Uh, eight. Very simple. You take four. Take four. Okay. Yep. And let's see, what can this wolf do? The wolf... I, I would like to get my wolf to do a perception check on the area. Okay. And it has a perception of... 15 apparently I've it seen. has a passive perception of 15 yep okay so what exactly are you trying to perceive and i'll tell you if you can match the 15 anything i can use to potentially help to help to help me kill this thing whether that's like a secret fucking lever or a weapon in the room or whatever okay i'm gonna make you make a roll for that then so go ahead and roll using the fire wolf's stats Right, so uh, your your roll will be one d twenty plus one. Right, got ya. That's fine. Twenty, dirty twenty. God damn it. <laughs> um. Okay, so you can kind of deduct that 
from your now you're not going to know this as your character yes okay obviously but your wolf instinctively knows that a beholder the best way to take care of it is to get rid of its eye great good to know i kind of figured that myself personally since it has one giant eye but glad that's confirmed that's quite literally the easiest way to get rid of a beholder is to somehow get to its eye but it is floating in the air so your your wolf is going to have a difficult time trying to get up to it yeah but yes that is how you take care of a beholder great okay uh yeah i think All that's right. yeah, i think i'll uh end the turn with that one then awesome it is the beholder's turn he's going to move five feet down he is going to make another eye beam at you and we're going to see which one you get you got the worst one again <laughs> okay you need to make a dexterity saving throw good sir yep uh did it was it an attack roll that it did uh no 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 great uh you said strength no dexterity uh dexterity uh plus three 13 yeah i knew that one finally got it wait yeah finally got a bad one. Oh god does the cover not help how much at all? health how much health do you have does the cover not help at all no sir not fuck. for this one uh 100 this, this one is like an aoe effect ah fuck all right uh, uh, i'm going to roll this in chat just because of how yeah. much damage you're going to be taking well i have 114 total hp so okay if you go down to zero, mm -hmm. then you go back into the real world and you can try again. Right. If you would want. Great. Ready? Yep. 51. All right, I'll take that. That's fine. Okay. All right. That's a big hit. All right, that is its turn. It's over to you. Yeah, that was a big hit. That's for fucking sure. Um, all right. Let's see what I can do here. <laughs> uh, God, fuck it, I'm just going to attack. I, I just want to try and take this fucker out. Okay. That's a miss. That is a miss. Mm, yes. 15? That is also a miss. Fuck. And because it's a shotgun, I'm going to have to reload it. Fuck. All right. Um. So, with my, I believe it's my bonus action. I will use that ability, what is it, uh, Energy Surge or some shit, whatever it's called. The, the, are you going to use, um... The one that heals me. Second Wind? That's it. Yeah. Okay. 1d10 plus 13. 20. All right, that's a good amount okay. of You get 20 back. Um, All right. Do you want to use your Action Surge now? I forgot what Action Surge does. Action Surge literally gives you another action. So you can attack again yeah. on your turn. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead and make your two attacks and then uh, see if you can uh, hit it again. Will do. 15. Miss. Five. Miss. Great. All right. All right. I will hold a reaction and summon another one. <laughs> uh, on its turn or layer action? Uh, this turn. So you're going to waste a reaction? Okay. Yeah. Got it. All right. So let's bring out another wolf i want to spawn it where do you want it at 30 feet uh let's see uh well no i want to do it on its turn uh like the layer action 
So you want to do it on the layer action? Okay, yeah. all right, I'll wait then. Uh, but I, I'll tell okay. you where I want it, just so you can get it ready. I'm going to put it right here. Next, next to, to the other one? Yeah. Okay. It is the layer action. You have to wait until at the end of the layer action in order for you to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. But uh, it is going to roll the 1d4. It rolled a 4, so it's going to summon an eye. Yep. And we're going to see what roll you get. Now you can summon this eye wherever the fuck it wants. <laughs> uh, you need to make a dexterity saving throw again, good sir. I got that one again? Yes, sir. Wow. I've rolled two ten. I've rolled three tens and a six. Twenty-one. You did pass, so nothing happens. Thank fuck. I don't think I could have taken a yeah, one. Yeah, it's, it's one of those ones where if you can pass it, it does literally nothing. But if you fail it, you just take a shit ton of damage, or an instant kill, or an instant kill. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fun. Okay. So you summon another wolf mm -hmm. at the end of the layer action. Yep. It will go into the turn order. I will roll to see. Yeah, it for sure will go first. It rolled a fucking nat 20. Oh, great. Perfect. That, that works out for my plan. So now that the turn order has gone in that way, the way it's going to work is that the your wolf will go first, then the layer action, then the other wolf, and go from there. So it'll oh, be yeah. wolf, layer action, wolf, Beholder, you back at the top of the order. So is this is this uh, the second summoned wolf going for now? Yeah. So your yeah. second wolf is going right now. All right. The second wolf is also going to use uh, fire breath at the beholder. Okay. Dexterity saving throw. I failed. I got a three. The funny thing is, is um, it also gets advantage as well. Well, I rolled a three anyway, so it's... Oh, but it could get it. Yeah, well, yeah. I was going to say, you could have got off not one, but I mean... I'll, I'll roll again. And I did. I I did. Roll double damage. There we go. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I, like, as soon as I tossed the dice down, it said that one. It's like, fuck you. I fucking knew. I, I, I just don't know. Roll, roll double damage. Uh, so my yeah, roll, so roll double damage for the wolf. Eight, uh, is it 8d8? 8d8, yes. Great. And it's fire damage as well. I don't know if this fucker will take fire, like, burn damage, but we'll find out. Uh, 24. 24. Okay. All right. Yeah. Great. Okay. It is now the other wolf's turn. Uh, so I can't use fire breath again. No, you can. No. You ha uh, it's, okay, it's so recharge is 5 to 6. Yeah, so you it basically you have to where you can use it up to five times, but you have to roll to see if you can get a recharge, oh. right? So you did use it on your last turn. So what you're going to do is you're going to roll a 1d6, and if you can get a, uh, a 5 or a 6, then you will get your charge back. Got it. All right, let's try that. But you can use it up to... That many times. Yeah. All right. I got a. I got a four. So if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I got you. Um, I rolled a four, so it doesn't get it back. No, uh, you did because you used it once. Oh, so the recharge is to get it back after you've used it five to six times. Yeah. So okay. So like you've used it once, so you have to roll one or higher. If you use it twice, you have to roll two or higher. If you roll use uh, it three times, ooh, it, it goes you. up. Yeah. All right. Got you. Got you. All right, so yeah, the uh, second wolf is also going to do the uh, fire breath. Okay. Um, and for those that are listening right now, 
The reason I'm doing it that way, that's technically not how it's supposed to go, but the fire wolf that I sent him is homebrewed to do that. So don't at me. <laughs> yep, basically just accept it and uh, have fun listening to my pain and Tony's pain. Yes. Mainly yes. Tony's pain. Um, my enjoyment. Yes. Also, don't forget they have uh, pack tactics, so advantage on the wolf. Yes, you will get advantage on regular attacks, yep. not the fire breath. Yep. All right. Nice. So, uh, I need to roll the dexterity saving throw. Oh, yeah. Go on. Give me another one. I rolled a nat 20 on that one. Fuck. So I do take, I will take the half damage. Yep. If I don't take damage, so go ahead and roll uh, your damage and I'll take half. If I don't take damage, if I roll a nat 20. No, no, not in all cases, no. Some Sometimes I homebrew it for that, but in this case, no. It's going to take damage. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. 17. <laughs> so, half a seven. Yeah, this, this fight is meant to be extremely difficult, so if I were to make it to where if I roll nat 20s, it takes no damage, this fight would last yeah. all fucking night, and you would not survive. That's fair. So, seven, would that be eight damage that it take for half? Yeah, so it would be, yeah, it would be eight. I'm assuming the wolves, from the looks of it, don't have a reaction. Doesn't look it, but yeah. No. Um, no. It does have speak with wolf, so it can speak to other wolves. So I guess... Yeah, I, I it guess... can communicate what it learned earlier. Yeah, that's what you I wanted was, to do that. That's what I was going to say, yeah. All right, well, we will do that then. Um, all right, that's its turn. The Beholder is next. I'm going to shoot a beam at the wolves now, so I'm going to see which one it will shoot. It rolled a six. Roll a strength check using the stats of the wolf, so it'd be 1d20 plus four. Yep. All right. Um, 18. Uh, it passed. Now roll another one for the other one because it targets both. It's a, again, the beams are AOE effects. Eight. Okay, so the one that rolled an eight is the one from up at the top. Yep. So it's going to, it's going to be restrained. Right. And on its turn, you have to roll to see if you can get out of it. Mm-hmm. And the it's another strength roll, but the strength you're going to roll it with disadvantage because of you being restrained. Oh yeah, but that's it. That's all it does. Oh. All right, it is your turn, good sir. Yes. Um. So I will obviously just straight up attack. You know. All right. Uh. Twenty one. That hits. Great. It's been a while. Uh, 3d6, correct? Yes. Yes, sir. Eight. All right. Good to yep. know. Uh, I'll tuck again. All right. 18. Uh, that hits. 14. Okay. Um, so I will reload, hold a reaction, and stay in my cover. All right. So... We're back up at the top of the order. Your wolf goes first, then the layer action, because the wolf rolled yep. a nat 20. So right. I'm going to roll so, a recharge. Roll a recharge. One or higher. Basically, you get it back. So 1d6, correct? Yeah, 1d6. Uh, five. So I got the recharge. Yep, you get it back. Sweet. Uh, it's gonna... The first roll is always a guarantee that you get it yeah. back, but you always have to roll regardless. 
yeah fair enough i guess it'll uh do the next roll it's gonna do the fire breath awesome i will roll this the dex save i rolled a three so it will take the full damage good sir 13 and okay. now the wolf is going to uh i don't know if a wolf can do this but it's going to use the help action okay so had you not attacked it could have done that right so it only has one because action. you attacked it will not be able to do that yeah, yeah it's not like uh the character i'm doing where it's got the bonus action and that exactly right. yes it's not like that uh got yeah and there's one attack as well on that yeah hmm let's see you have a movement and you don't have any actions for bonus action with the fire wolf but... yeah um hmm yeah i guess i'm just gonna have to leave it at that one i guess okay we go to the layer action yep gonna roll a 1d4 to determine what you get you got a four good sir so it is going to open up its eye and roll hit you with a random beam death laser yeah you got something different this time Ooh, okay different version of pain <laughs> you are going to roll a it is a dexterity saving throw but it's not as high of a one as the big beam does so yep. go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw 22 uh you do pass nothing happens all right good to know all right it is now second wolf the other wolf's turn i'm gonna do a strength throw correct uh make a strength saving throw if you pass then you get out of it and that is your turn if you do not you are still restrained 18 you do pass but that is its turn that's completely fine beholder's turn it is going to shoot another beam i would like to at, use the reaction uh, okay to summon the wolf you got it where would you like to summon it at uh right here kind of like a line almost like dominoes got it uh i'm gonna go ahead and add his turn order now and i will roll to see okay so 19 Ooh. so it will go after the layer action yep i feel like these wolves are gonna kill this fucking thing more than i am that's quite literally why i gave them to you is yep. because i knew you could not do this by yourself so i gave you some help yeah all right so it's going to shoot its beam it's going to determine which one of the beams it's going to shoot it rolled a different one again great so all three of your wolves need to make a constitution saving throw Ooh, different one now great um so it's 1d20 plus two for all three of them 1d20 plus two so just roll up three times yeah roll that three times 20 for the first one that one passes 13 for the second that one fails 12 for the uh, third that one fails so the one that just got up and the one in the middle yep those two are going to get hit right. the other one nothing happens to it because it was just summoned yep they are going to take ad8 necrotic damage um got you so i'm going to roll this in chat so that we can both see it both of them will take 39 damage 39 um so 31 hold up i'm gonna work out the health real quick on these fuckers so i've just got that keeping in mind yeah they have 75 health they just took 39 uh 36 health left on them got ya yeah all right great 
that is that turn. It is now up to you. Shoot your boy. I'm going to use a luck point. Okay. Going to use a luck point. Okay. Does a 15 hit? No, it does not. Uh, You're one off. I'm going to do my second attack. Okay. I'd like to use my final luck point. You got zero left. Fuck. This character is useless. And you still didn't hit. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna top my fucking barrel of my gun against the wall and just check that the rifling's straight. Um, <laughs> right. And he's gonna move, actually, to behind this bench and just, like, crouch behind okay. it. And... You got it. Hold a reaction. Okay. And reload. Alright. Perfect. It is your wolf's turn. Yes. You had to roll a two or higher in order for you to get your uh, charge back. One. You do not, good sir. Okay, and that's this wolf, correct? No. This wolf? This one. Yes, sir. I do not have... Uh... You don't have a charge with it, no. You can bite it. Uh, so my wolves have... How much movement? Let's have a look. 50 feet, so you can move planet. I'm going to move... Ooh, actually, do I want to? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, fuck it. All right. I'm going to move it here within five feet of it. Okay. And it's gonna try and bite. Okay. Um, plus six on the attack. Fuck, that's good. 21. Does hit. And then I've got to roll 11, 2d6. 2d6 plus four. Fuck. This is the most amount of rolls I've had to, like, different rolls I've had to make ever. 12. Okay. So now I have to make a strength saving throw. Yes, or it'd be not yep. prone. I rolled a nine, but I'm going to use a legendary action. Oh, fuck, all right. I'm going to roll to see which random eye beam I'm going to hit your wolf with. Oh, you dick. Seven. Sleep Ray. You had to make a wisdom saving throw with the wolf stats to see if that, instead of me going prone, you fall asleep. If you pass it, I go prone. Yep. If you fail it, you go to sleep, and the prone is negated. So, you said wisdom? Wisdom, yes. Plus so one. So, it's a 1d20 plus one. 20. Duh. <laughs> you pass, so I go prone, and all of your wolves and you now have advantage while it is prone. It also cannot attack because it cannot see you with it being prone because it's looking up at the ceiling. Great. All right. So, layer action. I am going to roll. Yep. To see which one of the random ones it gets. It is an eye beam. Oh. Sleep Ray Fuck. against you. Uh, that's fine. So go ahead and make that same wisdom saving throw. Please, with sir. booms, I'm guessing? Yes, sir. Let's see, what have I got on boom? Uh, it's basically the exact same. He's about as intelligent as a wolf, apparently. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, 13. Uh, I think you fail. Yeah. You do. Okay. You fall asleep for a minute. Mm-hmm. However, if somebody hits you, you wake up immediately. If nobody hits you, then you stay asleep for a minute. Can't he just, like, fart and wake himself up with it or something? Like, uh, No, sir. He cannot. Fuck, all right. That's fine. He's, he's fucking missed all every right. shot so far anyway. All right. Uh, that is the layer action. And it is your... Of a wolf. 
your new wolf's turn, the uh, one that still has all of its charges. So I don't have to roll. Yeah, I don't have to roll a charge for him. You yet, don't do have to roll for it. You can like quite literally, and I auto failed this as well because I am prone. So you get to roll full damage without me having to roll. Well, first of all, I'm going to move this wolf up to this one. Okay. So now I've got a question: Does advantage stack? No, no. So That's just, why yeah. I'm saying that I don't have to roll. You just deal full damage. Oh yeah, I know, but I was on about for like the bite. So you're, no. I get advantage because you're prone, and then obviously the pack tactics. Yeah, if you yeah. bite me instead of using your your uh, fire breath, then you get advantage. So you just roll with advantage, yeah. basically. I don't get to roll. Yeah. If you use your fire breath, I won't roll. You just automatically hit, and you deal full damage. All right, I'm gonna use the fire breath, and the wolf is gonna specifically target the eyeball because okay. these three wolves have communicated enough to know that. All right. Go ahead and roll uh, double damage then. Ooh, double damage. All right, so that is a 8d8. Great, I love that. That's good damage. That's a lot of damage. Uh, 46. Okay, it is on death's door. Great. Uh, this wolf is going to now take a piss on the... No, I'm, I'm taking the piss. Um, like a flamethrower anyway, because it's a fire wolf. Uh, right. that should be an attack. Uh, no, that wolf's gonna just, like, leave it at that. It's gonna be like, yep, I did my job. Fuck all yours. Okay. Uh, it is your last wolf's turn. This wolf is gonna move up, first of all. It's gonna roll okay. for its, uh, thing. It's gonna fall. It did get its charge back. Yes, sir. It so is. you get full damage. Uh, is it double damage again, or? If you're aiming for the eye, yes. Then, yep. I'm not gonna turn that away. 88, coming right up. Uh, 37. It is dead, good sir. That was quicker than I expected. Alright. So, you watch as this beholder starts to cause the ground to shake. Mm -hmm. The arcane circle in the middle starts to crack, and you see it split in half. Mm -hmm. In the center of the circle, you see a chest. What do you do? The wolves see a chest. Pretty sure I'm still asleep. No. Yes, that is true. You are still asleep. The wolves <laughs> see a chest. The wolves are gonna, as a team, move over and drag my sleeping body across to the chest. Okay. Yeah, you're you're awake by the time that they come yep. over and drag you because they had to bite you in order for it to happen. So, so as he wakes up from being dragged, he's like, "What the fuck?" He sees the dead body. He's like, "Oh shit." I should have got these a long time ago. Uh, and I'm going to open the chest with, uh, while the wolves look at me as if to say, fucking lazy bastard sleeping on the job. <laughs> okay, so the chest opens up, and you see where that a pile of gold shoots out of it, but then you also see a crystal appear out of the chest, and it's floating in midair. What do you do with the crystal? Poke it. Okay. You poke it. It disappears. You see yourself start to where the room around you grows bright. Mm -hmm. And you are back into the tower. My wolves. However, when you come out, you see floating above you a red crystal mm -hmm. and a bag of gold. Ooh, gold. Right? 
What do you do with the crystal? Mm, I poke it. Okay. You poke it. It shrinks down to fit in your ring and attaches to your ring. And good sir, you are going to learn a new ability. You now know Hellish Rebuke. I have no idea what that is. It is a reaction ability. Ooh, good. I don't think know about husband of those. Oh, well, he has shield. He does not. No, he does. why that I am giving it to he you. He has shield. You have a reaction ability now. It is a first level spell, and it's whenever you get dealt damage of any kind. So if, like, if somebody hits you from a, a range of 60 feet or lower, you can use this your reaction to cast the spell. But basically what it will do is that you can, in turn, deal da- make me roll a dexterity saving throw. If I fail, I take damage, and the damage is 2d10 fire damage. If I pass, I take half of that. All right, you'll have to send me that after the session so I can put that in on the sheet. Yes, sir. I'm going to go ahead and copy this so you can read it on your own. Yep, that's great. So now I technically have an offensive reaction. Yes, you have you have one defensive and one, one offensive. offensive now. I like it. Okay. Why do I feel like Norbert's getting slowly more and more overpowered? But yes, and as a matter of fact, speaking of that, I need you to also roll an insight check as far as your other spells that you learned earlier. Yes. Due to, the, to what happened in the last episode. Yes, yes. Um, you said insight. Let's see, where's my insight? Yes. Where? There it is, plus seven. And because it's a plus seven, I'm probably going to roll shit. I was correct, 11. Okay, you do manage to know enough information, but for whatever reason, the spells that you learned earlier from those books, except for the one that fits with your new class, are suddenly not accessible to you anymore. Son of a bitch. All right. So the one that works for you right now is the one that you took because you are now a paladin. But you do have the paladin mm-hmm. spell that you learned and hellish rebuke now. All right. Okay. All right. The wizard comes around to you and he says, I'm not going to lie, boy. I didn't think you were going to survive that. Um, easier than I thought it was. I mean, the wolves did most of it. I... Uh, might have to tweak with that a little bit in the VA system, but uh, you're not wrong. Heavy not nerf. Wrong. Heavy nerf needed. Hey, I think I need to make that a heavy nerf, yes. Yes, yeah. very much so. Very much so. Um, You know, I'm going to throw in an extra 300 gold pieces on top of what I promised you earlier. Sweet. Uh, so, I'm going to go ahead and give you that. And the portal has been fixed. I went down and had it fixed for the both of us. Uh, So the portal that I have takes us to the mainland. And it will take us to the seaside port. And I will be able to start getting supplies again. So thankfully, it's fixed. And we can get off this island now. And I can go and get some uh, food because I'm running out. Great. Well, uh... thankfully, you do not eat. Yes, but the the puppy does. So you mind if I uh, grab a snack for it while we do what we gotta do? Sure, sure, sure. I mean, yeah. as you can see, it's basically looking like Skeletor. So 
it needs it <laughs> for sure for sure okay so uh we have to go outside to go to the portal but uh yeah we, just all we have to do is activate it and we can go on to the mainland and hopefully you can uh go and find your friends yep let's do luck all right so good sir you go outside onto the main island yep. right outside the door you see what looks to be like this giant construction that is just like haphazard it looks like that it could break again at any moment but it makes an arc shape and then there's a uh a giant switch next to it mm -hmm. you see the wizard walk over there pull the switch down and the wires around the archway start to glow a blue color and it creates a portal inside of the archway i'll walk through it and good sir that is where we're going to end the session great so thank you guys so much for listening i greatly appreciate it this session was a short one just because of the fact that there was only one enemy that he had to face but the next time we see norbit he will be accompanied yet again by his two what was it that you called it acquaintances acquaintances yeah yeah you will be accompanied by them yet again and you will also get to meet a new friend or a new acquaintance as you call it yes so we will return with that we will see you in the next one norbit would you like to say anything about how you liked or disliked your solo episodes or say anything in general uh first of all they were very fun it was very different than i normally have to play it and that was enjoyable to me so apart from that i'm good and i'm going to say this because for two reasons one he's actually here listening to us right now and two because i know that as a character he's going to have a massive problem trying to explain mm -hmm. this to our other character but uh i'm going to have a lot of fun when you go and try to explain to mouse your newfound abilities yeah that's going to be quite hysterical oh, i i've already got i cannot wait i already got a plan i'm i'm, I'm not even going to try and explain i'm going to do the uh, the old just, just speak to mom about it. Go ask mom. You know that 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 one. When dad says no, go ask mom. Right. That that's that's the route I'm gonna take on that one. I'll try right. to. As long as it works, that's all I gotta tell you. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you in the next episode. So Norbit, I know that we're off to a kind of a bad run at the mill at the moment with uh, me and you not agreeing on things at the moment, but uh, there was that one thing that me and you were discussing the other day that I think me and you actually do agree upon. Yeah, I'm going to need a refresher cost. I don't remember Pigeon. You, you know uh, how I am. Wasn't it something called XP Coffee or something like that? Yeah, yeah, something like that. that it had a few flavors, didn't it, if I'm not wrong? What, what were they now? 
Uh, I remember, I remember isolation and nightmare. But what were the other ones? One of them remind it reminds me of my trait and feature. My uh, my infusion. It sounds like that. What is it now? Uh, illusion. Yeah, that's the one. That one's nice and, and smooth. Uh, and then there was the other two. The the hot chocolate it was like Choco Loco or something like that. Yeah, and there was the one that, that it sounds like the show. Oh, what was it now? Oh, that's it. Foon of Thrones. I, th I think you're just thinking of the word throne and tying it in with your foons there, Norbit. Ah, no, no, no. Don't talk to me about my foons like that, Pigeon. You know I'm sensitive. Yeah. But yeah, I think you might be right. I, I hate to admit it, but I think it was just thrones. Still. Either way, either way though, th there was that discount you were telling me about the other day that we could use for it. What was it again? Yeah, it was. Um, oh, what was it now? Memory, if memory serves me right, it was dirty. Ah, that was it. Code dirty twenty. Dirty for twenty. It. That's it. That's right. That makes a yeah. lot of sense. Uh, so I guess we should tell our fans that. Dirty 20 is the code to use to get 5% off of your next uh, purchase from XP Coffee. Yeah, there you go. You heard it from Pigeon yourself. 5% off with code Dirty 20. And you can get uh, some great flavors. Personal uh, favorites of Norbit, Funa Thrones, Meat Thrones, and Infuse it, uh, Illusion. There we go. I think I'm going to go back to drinking my coffee now. Yeah.